Welcome to the fourth branch program. Glad you can make it. I am MD. This program is dedicated exclusively for those with common sense, a spirit of patriotism, and a determination for a more perfect union. Stay tuned as we begin the discussion of a very important, interesting, and enlightening topic. Hope to hear from you soon. Happy listening. Welcome to the fourth branch program, the place for common sense. Today is Saturday, August 1st, 2020. My name is Mike Duchamp. That can only mean one thing. You are watching the only program which discusses politics, social issues, through the prism of common sense. Today we dedicate it especially, exclusively, to talk about Joe Biden, to talk about the 2020 presidential election, to provide some detail as to what we as a nation can do in order to restore decency in the Oval Office. I hope you stick with us as we will continue the conversation around this topic and the make sense of the news. Talking points here, sound bites there, chaos, confusion, partisanship, lawmakers with no concern for our constitution, deception, corruption running rampant in Washington. Is it all politics? Join me every day for our regular program air at 10.30am on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter for a discussion on social political issues which impact our lives and those of future generations. See you then. If you join us before, we do thank you for making uh, this journey are somewhat more bearable. If you join us for the first time, we do thank you once again. We do welcome you once again to this program. A little bit over a year ago, now almost uh, going towards uh, our second year, we began this program with one simple objective, to perfect the union. In our journey, we also discovered that it's not really as simple as that because there is one major obstacle that prevents that from happening. Ignorance. Probably an appropriate time to invite you to follow uh, me on uh, Twitter, to follow me on uh, YouTube, or to subscribe to my YouTube channel, to follow me on Facebook, because from 
this point forward we will dedicate a portion of our program to talk about the 2020 presidential election provide you information on how to register how to verify that you are registered and to make certain that you do not wait until the last day in order for you to be able to go to the poll and vote because these elections are extremely important are critical um the main objective the actually ultimate objective of this program is to perfect the union but to do so we ought to remove the biggest obstacle which is ignorance it's not a small thing in fact since the beginning of time for as long as we have a record of mankind in terms of education we have found out that we have been fighting we meaning mankind have been fighting against ignorance you may recall a couple of days ago I used to send an invite that says something to the effect ignorance is a knowledge that no one wants kind of oxymoron type of contradictory type of statement to make a point now the major aspect of our campaign if you like trying to eradicate ignorance is the following to find that there are individuals the two categories of individual we found out here in the United States of America first it was pretty shocking because we did not expect to find that many ignorant people in a country that has some of the best university most renowned universities a country that has schools everywhere so we must say that we were somewhat surprised by our fighting there are that many ignorant people in the united states of america Ironically, we have yet to come across an individual that would say, I am ignorant. Thus lie the dilemma of what the country has to go through. Because there are millions of ignorant and yet there is not a single individual who would admit, would acknowledge that he or she is ignorant. Which I'm certain you may be asking the question, how do you know when someone is ignorant? Ah, I'm glad you asked. 
Now, I'm not here to talk about ignorance, to talk exclusively about ignorance, but because the topic we are about to talk or to debate, to discuss, requires a great deal of common sense if we can do away with ignorance you would love the United States of America I know everybody say I love the country it's you know it's one of these expression I love the United States of America and if you watch this program before I show you I provided you proof that a lot of people, and not just a few, millions of people who claim to love the United States of America, most of those individuals who claim to be patriot, those are just words that they say because expression that they use because it sounds good, because we prove to you that those expressions are useless. Empty expression because those same individuals who claim to love the country, those same individuals who claim to be patriot, they don't have any qualm doing things that actually hurt the country, things that are actually detrimental to the country. And they do it not by accident, but deliberately. That's how we know that those people are not patriots. In fact, I mentioned to you here a thousand times that George Washington warned us. George Washington, the first president of the United States, he warns us against pretended patriotism. Because he knew that there are a lot of people that are going to pretend to be patriots, that are going to say that they are patriots. In fact, here in the United States, you may recall that Republicans in general think that if you do not stand and put your hand on your chest during national anthem, you're not a patriot. You don't love the country. That's pretended patriotism. Because if that's all there is to it, then you can sell the country, you can uh, cooperate with the enemy, you can collaborate with the enemy. Then what's the point of talking about patriotism? The very definition of patriotism requires sacrifice sometime of even your personal life, your own lives. But those individuals who claim to be patriot, you would see that they have no problem with collaborating with our enemy. So they either do not understand the meaning of patriotism, or they simply saying it because it makes them feel good all the while doing things that they know are damaging to the country. Now, I started to say earlier that there are two categories of people that are causing a great deal of damage to the United States of America. The people who are ignorant and the people who exploit that ignorance. So how do you know you are ignorant? Glad you asked. Now before I forget, you see the banner at the bottom of the screen. Say, I want election day off. It is a movement that I started 
I'm hoping that uh, you and your friends, your network, everybody from this day forward involved in trying to get your employer to give you that day off so that on November 3rd, which is the election day, you do not have to worry trying to rush to go to work because there are going to be a lot of delay. There are going to be a lot of people at the poll, which means you have to be to have the day off in order for you to make certain that you vote that day. And I'll show you why it is necessary for you to make certain that that day is a day that you dedicate exclusively to go to vote. Everybody is was born ignorant. Everyone, even the people you heard, most likely that they call geniuses. Even those people were born ignorant. We all had to learn everything that we know. Of course, at some point, we develop our own way of expanding our knowledge. Now, those geniuses are individuals who are able to grasp concept pretty quickly. Typical concept that may take the average individual a little bit of time to figure it out, the genius will be able to grasp that concept fairly quickly. But that genius had to learn just like everybody else. So we were all born ignorant. That's not the individual, that's not the type of people that I point out to when I say ignorant people. I'm referring to people who choose to stay and live in ignorance. People who would argue with me, this is not a pen. And those are the type of people who put the United States of America in the predicament it is in today. In fact, if you've been watching this program, I've already warned you not to waste too much time trying to convince your fellow Republican, whether it's friends, family, co-workers, acquaintances, no matter who those people are, not to waste your time trying to convince them because I can tell you from my experience, it's a waste of time because there is absolutely nothing that you can show as proof that those individuals would come to their senses and agree, yes, you are right, it's time to make a change. Just to give you a recap, in 2016, millions of Republicans went to the poll to vote for an individual they knew is a crook, they knew is a liar, they knew is a fraud, they knew is a depraved individual, they knew have a foul mouth, they knew cheated on his wife, they knew even get involved in sleeping with porn star while his wife giving birth to his child. They knew all that. Not something that they learning later on. They knew all those things. They went to the poll and voted that despicable human being 
to the Oval Office. Now to make matters worse, three years in, they learn a lot of very damaging things that Donald Trump has done to the nation. They learn from the Mueller's report that he was involved in collaborating with Russia. They knew that. Robert Mueller stopped short of saying that I do not have direct proof to show that Donald Trump himself was involved, but 100 people in his campaign who were collaborating with Russia, helping Donald Trump win the election. So we have undeniable proof that Donald Trump collaborated with Russia. In fact, the latest piece of information we have, Roger Stone. Roger Stone holds the key, the information that provide exactly, not just hearsay, but that can provide that information to the authority. He rather went to jail because he knew that Donald Trump would, and he was the first one. Look at Paul Manafort. Paul Manafort is still in jail. Paul Manafort was Donald Trump's campaign manager, but Donald Trump knows that Paul Manafort doesn't have much to reveal. So who cares? But Roger Stone knew exactly the information that linked Donald Trump with Russia. So Roger Stone went to jail. Donald Trump quickly, he didn't even spend a day, quickly pardon Roger Stone. So we're not talking about something that speculation here. And while Donald Trump is in the office, they learned that Donald Trump tried to get another government, foreign government, involved in our internal affairs. They learn everything that Donald Trump has done that's damaging to the United States of America. And three years in, it's almost as if Donald Trump is a saint, he's done nothing wrong. In fact, the last conversation I had with my fellow Republican left me jaw-dropped. Because to them, it's those damn liberals that's always accusing Donald Trump of something. Donald Trump has done absolutely nothing wrong. In fact, Donald Trump, if it weren't for those damn liberals, Donald Trump is the best president that has run the country. Better than Washington. Better than Abraham Lincoln. As I mentioned, those Republicans are ignorant to the point, in fact, I'm currently drafting an article asking the very question, at which point do ignorant people become stupid people? Is there a line that divides those two groups? And three years into the Trump administration, we watch day in, day out, Republican constituent crossing the line from ignorant to stupid. For that reason, there is, it's a waste of time for anyone to try to help people who do not want any help from anyone. As I just pointed out to you, 
all the things that they knew about Trump in 2016 did not prevent them from voting for Trump. So do not expect those individuals which I label Trumpublican, do not expect those people to have any sort of knowledge, revelation, or miracle that happened for them to realize that not only they have been living in ignorance, but they're also contributing a great deal to damaging the country because they're enabling Donald Trump, they're giving him comfort that it's okay for them to be ignorant, they're giving him comfort that no matter what it does to the United States of America, they will continue to support him. For that reason, we're leaving those people aside because they're not going to help the United States of America make any progress. So the task of redeeming the United States of America, the task of restoring decency into the Oval Office, fall on just Democrats, independent, and the few Republicans who have realized that the country is what they should have allegiance to, not to a man, not to a political party. So stick around for just a moment. We're going to give you the lowdown on Joe Biden pick for the for the run uh, as running mate and also how we move forward beyond the 2020 presidential election. Since we declared our independence, one name has stood as the very definition of the word traitor to the U.S. military. Benedict Arnold sold out our troops during our fight for freedom. He tried to sell West Point to the enemy before defecting to the other side. Now, there's a new traitor sullying those hallowed army grounds. And no one has betrayed those in uniform like Donald Trump. He consorts with a foreign enemy that puts bounties on the heads of American troops. He takes the word of Putin. President Putin was extremely strong and powerful in his denial today. Over the best American military intelligence. To Donald Trump, Russian bounties on American troops is just another hoax. I think it's a hoax. Some hoax.
by now most Democrats feel somewhat comfortable with the idea that Joe Biden is the nominee. No matter which candidate you supported earlier in the primaries, as it is in both major political parties, once an individual emerge as uh, the front runner and eventually as the unbeatable front runner, all the delegates, all the constituent in that political party will rally around the nominee. Of course, the next step in the process is for the nominee to pick an individual as running mate. Now, this is done uh, in, in a way that, well, usually anyway, uh, the individual who becomes a nominee will go through a process of people that he thinks will help him advance his, his agenda, but most importantly, will help him expand its, uh, its, its popularity, uh, expand the possibility of winning the election. So Joe Biden is no different. So Joe Biden has been looking for an individual that can make that happen. Now, if you've been watching this program, we showed you a few times as to uh, a number of people that Joe Biden has been considering. Now, during the um, uh, primaries, when Joe Biden first uh, uh, jumped into the uh, presidential race, he did make a promise. He did mention that if he become the nominee, he will inevitably pick a woman as his running mate. And so far, as we, as far as we know, he hasn't changed his mind. Now, before today, we focus on a small number of people that we believe that Joe Biden was looking at as running mate. At some point, we did uh, uh, narrow down the top three that Joe Biden was uh, looking at in terms of uh, individual that he might choose, he might pick to become his running mate. That's Kamala Harris, who is a senator out of California. Elizabeth Warren, who is a senator out of Massachusetts. And Stacey Abrams. Now, she ran for the governorship of Georgia unsuccessfully. But she's been pretty uh, busy uh, preparing for the 2020 presidential election, having suffered a defeat that she believed has uh, been tainted with uh, fraud in the part of Brian Kemp, the current governor, who was at that time the Secretary of State, who was responsible for uh, voters. And uh, there is a belief that Brian Kemp did cheat by purging a number 
of voters. In fact, at some point during the campaign, during uh, the whole uh, uh, race, even Jimmy Carter did make a trip to Georgia to demand that the, at that point, the Secretary of the State to reverse uh, his stance. Uh, that uh, issue did actually go to court, but unfortunately, it wasn't resolved. So up to today, Stacey Abram never conceded defeat. So she remembered too, too well what happened. So she has dedicated her time uh, since then in order to make certain the 2020 presidential election doesn't go the same way. She created, I believe, two uh, nonprofit organizations. Uh, I, I believe one of them is Every Vote Count uh, and the other one something similar to that which I don't recall exactly what the uh, name is. And yesterday uh, we've been actually the past week we've been uh, uh, mentioning here in this program that at first uh, there was a, uh, a specific date that Joe Biden did uh, uh, put in place in order to make the announcement of, uh, of, his choice, of his choice for the vice presidency, and it was August 17th. But we've been communicating to you that, according to later latest report, in fact, Joe Biden himself did mention in uh, a, a short answer to a question asked of him by a reporter that he is he will be ready to provide the name of the individual he has picked to be his running mate next week which means expecting that this coming week that we will hear of joe biden telling us who the running mate is well Based on the information that we got, there is another individual, Karen Bass, who has just been added as an individual, a person of interest for Joe Biden, which gets us to re-evaluate as to who Joe Biden is gonna be is gonna pick as his running mate. Now you may want to know. Who the hell is Karen Bass? Now, Karen Bass is currently a uh, a representative out of California. She's been uh, she represent the constituent of the 33rd district of California between 2011 and 2013. In fact, she jumped into the political arena in 2010, and. Uh, in 2013, from 2013, I should say, to today, she has been representing the 37th district of the state of California. So she's been on the, uh, on the block for quite some time. Now, one of the interesting things about uh, uh, Karen Bass is the fact that uh, she was, at the time, uh, in uh, before she jumped into uh, uh, she ran for the 
uh, House, U.S. Uh, representative for the state of California. She was a speaker of the California State Assembly. And uh, now, I believe she represent uh, for the Democrat Party. I think that she is... Um, Uh, one of the chair, oh, actually, I should say, she is the chair of the Congressional uh, Black Caucus. She was elected in uh, November of 2018. Now, since November 2018, she has chaired the Congressional Black Caucus. And uh, she served also as the chair of uh, in the House Foreign Affairs Subcommittee. She also served in the Global Health. She served as well as Global Human Rights and International Organization, as well as being in the subcommittee of the, in the House Judiciary uh, Subcommittee on Crime, Terrorism, and Homeland Security. Now, we hit the brake on telling you exactly who we thought that Joe Biden is going to pick as his nominee. And also, we venture to say that Joe Biden is not going to make the announcement next week. And he's the reason. Now, of course, we're saying that based on the new piece of information. Joe Biden himself did say he's going to make the announcement, but we back out of saying that it's going to happen because the name Karen Bass just shows up this week as one of the individuals that Joe Biden is considering as running me. Now, there are two, uh, two tracks of thought that we came out with. Remember we mentioned earlier Remember we mentioned earlier that at first we were contemplating that those three were the people that Joe Biden were was looking at and uh, today we would have come to the definitive conclusion as to who that person could be But unfortunately we found ourselves in the predicament of having to look at another individual. Now, before Karen Bass, we had those four women, black women, being considered as possible nominee or possible running mate for Joe Biden. And as you can see, Michelle Obama also shows up in the list. It's Kamala Harris, Stacey Abrams, Michelle Obama, and Val Demings. Now. We put a big question mark on Michelle Obama because she did mention that she would never, ever, ever uh, put her neck out into politics again. But we're living in a different time and we believe that there is always the possibility that she might reconsider. But having said that, now we have to add Karen Bass to the list of blacks being considered as running mate. Now there are 
as I just mentioned earlier, two trends of thought. The first one is the following. Before Karen Bass, Joe Biden was going to make the announcement next week as to the individual he would pick as his running mate. And that gave us a pretty good idea uh, in terms of who that person could be. At first, there were a lot of pressure for Joe Biden to pick a black individual, a black woman. Now, Stacey Abrams has been the person uh, being very upfront saying that I want that post. Stacey Abrams has not been shy about that. And a lot of people uh, actually uh, went after her for being so upfront about the idea of, 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 of putting herself out there saying that I want that post. I remember in, in 2016, Marco Rubio did exactly the same thing. You remember the bitter fight between Marco Rubio and Donald Trump? Remember that? Well, Marco Rubio did not have any problem putting himself out there and saying that I want that post. Nobody uh, 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 blamed Marco Rubio for saying so. So it is safe to assume two things. It's because Tessie Abram is a woman and because Tessie Abram is black. Because Nobody ever said anything. They never made a single comment about Marco Rubio putting himself out there and saying clearly that he want that post. That's exactly what Marco Rubio said in 2016. Although we know that it was a long shot because Marco Rubio's fight with uh, Donald Trump was bitter to the end. And yet, Marco Rubio offered himself as... Donald Trump running me, and nobody commented on that. Now, I'm not saying that saying that uh, make a difference in terms of Joe Biden's choice. I'm just pointing that out as the type of uh, of environment we're living in. Is it because Stacey Abram is black, or is it because she's a woman, or is it because she's a black woman? Is it? The reason that it's a problem. Now, that aside for just a moment, we'll debate that uh, at a later date. But for the time being, here's what we're thinking. If Joe Biden, that if, if Joe Biden makes the announcement next week in light of the new information that just came out, we are fairly certain that the individual Joe Biden is going to pick as his running mate is Karen Bass. I'll say it again. If Joe Biden make the announcement next week, I'm not saying uh, if he delayed the announcement, because if he delayed the announcement, I we here we can reevaluate uh, the candidate once again and try to figure out whom Joe Biden will pick. Now, that doesn't mean he will not pick Karen Bass, but 
there will be a new process for Joe Biden and his campaign team to examine before they come to the conclusion. But we're saying today, if Joe Biden end up making an announcement next week, the individual that he will announce as his running mate is Karen Bass. And here's the reason. Joe Biden already look at all the other individuals that he ought to look at before. Meaning, he already look at who is qualified, they have to be vetted, so which means they already vet the people that needed to be vetted. Uh, and uh, they already decided who is qualified, who is not, who has something that may need to be cleared, and whether Joe Biden would want to go through the process of clearing whatever, however small that is, whether his campaign would want to go through that process. So they already gone through all that. There are two people that have already removed themselves from the list. It's the senator from uh, uh, Nevada that already removed herself. It's, it's uh, her name is uh, uh, Catherine, I believe, uh, from Nevada, uh, and also Amy Klobuchar. Uh, from Minnesota. Now, I must say in all fairness that although Amy Klobuchar have, has removed herself from the list, I doubt very much that Joe Biden has removed her from consideration. So that is something that we will bring to you again next week. And the reason is because we're waiting to be certain that Joe Biden hasn't made the final decision of announcing that Karen Bass is the individual he has picked to be the nominee. And we will explain that to you on Monday because we're certain that it's not going to be Monday that Joe Biden will make that announcement. So we will have until Monday to provide you enough information and tell you why if Joe Biden is going to make the announcement next week, why he would pick Karen Bass instead of somebody else. But, if not, we will be accorded plenty of time to tell you exactly who the running mate will be for Joe Biden in 2020. Well, I want to talk to the Trump supporters for a minute. What is Donald Trump's campaign about? He's a race-baiting, xenophobic, religious bigot. And you know how you make America great again? Tell Donald Trump to go to hell. If you can't admire Joe Biden as a person, then it's probably you got a problem. <laughs> you need to do some self-evaluation. Because what's not to like? He is as good a man as God ever created. He said some of the most incredibly heartfelt things that anybody could ever say to me. He's the nicest person I think I've ever met in politics. This is a defining moment in the future of the Republican Party. We have to reject this demagoguery, and if we don't reject Donald Trump, we've lost the moral authority, in my view, to govern this great nation.
anyone who has watched this program before especially if you have read my publication by now you would have the answer to the second aspect of what we are going to talk about but before i do that i want to bring to your attention once again the banner that you see at the bottom of the screen i want election day off now you may ask yourself what is this about it is about this this november election are extremely critical for the united states of america it's extremely important and in order to guarantee we have the outcome we all patriots we all decent individuals are looking for is to make certain that we vote this november and what i'm imploring you to do and help me do is make this a campaign hashtag i want election day off i want you to help me spread that message so that employers as many employers as possible around the country can prove can give their employees that day off so that they do not have to rush to go back to work or they do not miss going to the polling uh, to the voting booth to vote because there are going to be a lot of delay and you may have to deal with a lot of obstacle in between so in order to make certain that everyone who desires to vote get a chance to vote i really ask you to help make this movement a reality and if you are an employer i'm urging you today to find it necessary it's early enough we're not there yet it's in november it's just one day i'm urging you to make plan to make to give your employees that day off so that they can go out and vote so that they do not have to worry about having to go to work they can spend as much time as necessary in order for them to cast their vote because as it should be obvious by now the 2020 presidential election cannot be regarded as just an exercise we done every four years it should be a civic duty an important civic duty to accomplish these this election so both 
employers and you, I encourage you to help make this message an important message so that everyone can get on the same page and know that November 3rd is a date that set aside to do one thing and one thing only. Go to the poll to vote. That date is November 3rd. It's a Tuesday. And it's a date that should be ingrained in your brain. That's a date that should be in your face everywhere you go. And it's a date that you should not wait until that day to go to vote. Here is where we at today. The rectangle in green is where we at. August. Today is the first. As you can see, between today and November, there is just less, there are less than 100 days. Because in the month of November, it's the beginning of the month, November 3rd. So I will make it a point to provide information about how to register to vote and what to do, how to verify that you are registered to vote and what to do if you're not registered. Not to wait until November because there are going to be a lot of problems. And one thing I can caution you for certain, Republicans are going to be on overdrive to prevent people from voting. And I say Republican exclusively. Since voting in the United States has been ongoing, there has been just one political party. Never once has the Democrat party involved in preventing people from voting. Never once has the Democrat party ever tried to put obstacle or stumbling block in front of people to vote. It has always been the Republicans. The same people who always claim to be patriot. They've always been at the forefront of a campaign to prevent people from voting. They try to do it through redistricting. They try to do it through legislation. They try to do it with putting a lot of obstacles, requirement in order to prevent people from voting. So expect that to be the case again. So for that reason, I strongly encourage you to take all the necessary steps to make certain you registered to vote, to make certain your registration to vote is verified. And again, I will go through all that as time passes by because it is that important. But the message of the day is this. Take the day off, November 3rd. Take that day off so that you can go to the poll to vote. It's that important. When we return, we will show you exactly what to expect in the 2020 presidential outcome.
the question we will try to answer is can Donald Trump win the election? Trump supporters for a minute. What is Donald Trump's campaign about? He's a race-baiting, xenophobic, religious bigot. And you know how you make America great again? Tell Donald Trump to go to hell. If you can't admire Joe Biden as a person, then it's probably, you got a problem. <laughs> you need to do some self-evaluation. Because what's not to like? He is as good a man as God ever created. He said some of the most incredibly heartfelt things that anybody could ever say to me. He's the nicest person I think I've ever met in politics. This is a defining moment in the future of the Republican Party. We have to reject this demagoguery, and if we don't reject Donald Trump, we've lost the moral authority, in my view, to govern this great nation. If you ask any Trump-publican, no matter what kind of, of, of damage is already done to our society, the structure, our society is fractured, not because we were in, in fight with a foreign government, not because terrorists come into the nation and uh, create that problem. The individual they continue to support, the individual they continue to enable, the individual they continue to cheer is that individual that's causing all that. And that's the reason I said I do not have any hope that any of those Republicans has the, the ability to even come to the conclusion that their actions are causing that problem. Now, I do expect in any country, including the United States of America, that you will have ignorant people. You will have people with less intelligence who cannot grasp simple basic concepts. I also understand that in any country you will have people with a very uh, fanatic driven type of uh, of ideas so no matter what someone uh, anyone does if they with that person they're with that person adolf hitler adolf hitler 
Today, if I tell you Adolf Hitler was the most popular person on the face of this planet, you probably would, oh, if you know history, you probably would not argue with me. But if you don't know history, you will argue with me. How could that be possible? Adolf Hitler is the monster that you grew up to know that the world hates with a passion. And yet, Adolf Hitler had the largest popularity any head of state ever had. So I'm not surprised Donald Trump, being the moron, the idiots that he is, to have a lot of people following him, continuously supporting him. But I am shocked that in the United States of America, there are that many. That's the only thing that's shocking to me, that there are millions of people who are unable completely unable to grasp simple concept that when they read something, they would twist it to try to figure out a way to support Donald Trump. Just the other day, I was having an exchange with one of my fellow Republicans, and I, I felt like, what's the point? If you have someone that actually can come up with a way to argue facts against facts, that person, is that person worth saving? I don't know, but it's a waste of time. So that's where we at in terms of Republican, mostly Trumpublicans. And that's the reason you see a lot of Republicans who whose allegiance is to the United States of America, you see those Republicans have already moved away from Donald Trump. Those Republicans, you'll find them supporting projects like the Lincoln Project. Those Republicans, you'll find them supporting projects like veterans against Donald Trump. The individual that I had exchanges with think that people hate Donald Trump. That's why they talk that way about Donald Trump. You see, people hated Obama not because Obama was behaving like Donald Trump. Not because Obama was involved in fraud. Not because Obama was a crook. Not because Obama was a liar. Not because Obama was collaborating with foreign government. And yet, the vitriols against Obama would, would make anyone believe that Obama was the devil. Next time I will play the tape for you. Because I've been compiling a list of all the things that were said at, at Fox to give you an idea that it's hard, it's difficult to comprehend how in the world people, the same people, the same individual who were so gun ho about criticizing Obama because legislation. Now I can deal with, I can deal with that because I can deal with the idea that you may not agree with someone's legislation. That is fine. That's what politics is. I can live with that. You hated Obamacare. Okay, whether you it makes sense or not, whether I agree with you or not, I can live with that. 
You hated that Obama was trying to push gun laws. Okay, you are stupid enough to let people shooting others and killing people, so you want to stick to, to, to gun. I can live with that. All those are, I just mentioned, politics. But I watch in dismay the kind of thing that those individuals at Fox, the kind of thing that people who came on Fox saying about Obama, despite the fact that if you, 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 you do not have any way of comparing Obama as a person with Donald Trump. Donald Trump is a crook, a liar, a fraud, a cheater, an outrageous individual, a foul mouth, someone who actually don't have any problem collaborating with our foreign enemies, and yet, all those individuals today that are supporting enabling Donald Trump, those are the same individuals that were bashing Obama. It's difficult to reconcile that. That's the reason I said, and I stick by it, that those individuals do not have the brain capability to understand that they are doing damage to the United States of America. They're contributing a great deal to the, to, to, to dropping, to plummeting the standing of the United States. I remember how Fox used to say, oh my God, the world doesn't respect the United States of America. Of course, they were talking to Republicans who buy that. The, Obama has the highest approval rating around the world. Not just now, when he was president. And even as Trump being president, he still does. So I don't know where they got that idea that the United States of America was not being respected around the world. It's today that the United States of America, nobody cares about the United States of America. Why do you think Donald Trump has been trying to get uh, Russia into G7 and everybody in, uh, in, in, in the world been saying no? You're talking about respect for the United States of America? It's today that the United States of America doesn't have any respect in the world. The, 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 the country that used to be our allies already turned their back because they know if that guy in the Oval Office stay in the Oval Office, they don't want anything to do with the United States of America. That's already started. So we as a nation, if we want to redeem the United States of America, if we want to restore decency in the country, if we want to become once again the leader in the world, Donald Trump up to God. Donald Trump is the problem America has. Bin Laden was hated in the world for being a terrorist. Donald Trump is not liked either in the world. Donald Trump is one such person that once gone, the world will clap. I guarantee you that. That's the second person behind Bin Laden that the world will clap to be gone. And you're talking about respect in the world? make America great? How do you make a country great when the rest of the world think of you very little of you? You can only be great in comparison to something, to someone, to other countries. Yes, you may have money, okay, but great in comparison to what? 
In order to put that in perspective for you, let me bring it down to your level here. If you are in a classroom and all the people in the class get an F for failure, that is. I'm gonna I'm gonna use a little bit of humor here to make the point. Suppose someone get F plus. Would you consider that person the brightest person in the class? I guess I have to apologize very quickly because I've been saying all along that the Republican constituent do not have the ability, the brain capability to understand simple basic thing. And while I'm saying that, I'm wondering whether the example will be uh, received in a way that it, it conveys the message. The point I'm trying to make is, in order for anything or anyone to be great, it has to be great in comparison to something. You're not just great. When someone say you're great, if you look at the definition, it's because when you consider other people, when you consider other factors, that are not great that's why that thing that person is great so it's great in comparison to something when you put other things in the uh, uh in consideration that thing is great alone there is no nothing to it today the united states of america our allies, or what used to be our allies, already turned their backs. Make America great again. Really? People are not coming to the United States of America because it's great. Donald Trump has changed all that. In fact, just this week, it is reported that the website, the Australian website, has received more than 100,000 hits of Americans looking for places. And my suspicion is, those people are looking at the worst case scenario, that Donald Trump get re-elected. Which brings me to the question that I asked earlier. Can Donald Trump win 2020? Now, there was a time in America when Republicans would laugh and laugh and laugh and laugh because it was 
all but a done deal that Donald Trump will have a second term and they will be dancing on every Democrat's grave. I either was not, as a lot of Republicans told me, stupid, ignorant, or a genius. As you can see, the date this article was written and published was January 2019. Now, to put it in perspective for you, January 2019 was the first month of last year. The economy doing great, great, unemployment very low, the stock market is going up, Donald Trump is praising his genius for the economy. Republicans, every conversation that you have with them, oh, that guy is a genius, he's doing great with the economy. I already explained to you that's not true. Of course, I don't expect Republicans to understand uh, those details because it requires a little bit more of a, a better... Uh, it requires logic to explain why that's not the case. But quickly, for those of you who listened to that before, Donald Trump inherited a fledging economy. The stock market was already going up. The unemployment was already going down. When Donald Trump took over the presidency, the trend continued. Donald Trump did not make that happen. He inherited something that was going well. Now, I'm not going to spend time explaining the detail behind what I just said. Maybe next week I can come back to that. So let's come back to the question that I asked. That question. Can Donald Trump win 2020 presidential election? That article was written in January of 2019. And I started saying that the economy doing good, great, fantastic. Stock market was going well, going up. Companies were reporting record revenue, record profit. In fact, it's during that time that Amazon stock double from around uh, 1600 to now uh, twice that much and it wasn't just Amazon most every uh, company that 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 has uh, uh, that is that are public have seen their stock double in values the stock market has been going extremely well. And that's the reason that Donald Trump believed that it doesn't matter how many people get killed with the coronavirus. If he makes certain that the economy is open, the stock market continues to do well, he will get reelected. That's what they're betting on. And I wrote the article at a time when things were going that well. So I must have been crazy, must I not? In fact, 
I strongly encourage you to visit peoplebranch.org, which you're currently looking at on the screen, and to read the article in its entirety. Because that will give you a sense as to my state of mind at that time. And I'm going to explain to you today. I'll continue with the detail later, but I'm going to explain to you today why I came to that conclusion. So, can Donald Trump win the 2020 presidential election? Now, here's the way that I answer that. Trumpeteers, the answer is no. I used to call the people who support, who enable, who continue to cheer Donald Trump, Trumpeteers. Now they have a new label. I call them Trumpublicans. So I said, Trumpeteers, the answer is no. And I went a step further. Even if you sell your soul to the devil, by the way, this is excerpt from the article. I'm not, I'm not just saying that now. If you go to thepeoplebrain.org, you pull that article, and you'll find all the things that I'm putting here on the board. Even if you sell your soul to the devil, Donald J. Trump will not be reelected. Even if you sell your soul to the devil, Donald Trump will not be reelected. And uh, the last thing I will read from, for you from the article is this. All the angels in heaven working with all the devil in hell cannot help Donald Trump get reelected in 2020. Now, today, the people we call expert are coming out of the woodwork trying to give their five cents and considering the the possibility of Donald Trump losing the election because now they start seeing the poll and they start thinking, ah, oh, that's possible. When I wrote that article, which again, I strongly encourage you to go to the website and read it for yourself. I did not write it in a whim. I provided the rationale that tells me that yes, it's impossible for Donald Trump to get reelected. And remember, when that article was written, there was no coronavirus. There was no economic uh, uh, cratering. There was no high unemployment. Everything was rosy. But here's the reason that I was and still am so confident that despite everything that you hear everybody talking about 
Donald Trump uh, is going to blast the airwaves with a lot of smear attack on Joe Biden. I mean, you can expect that. This is a Republican uh, playbook. That's nothing new. I mean, Donald Trump did that in 2016. He even went to a foreign government to help him out. So I don't know what's new about that. In fact, Donald Trump is the first Republican candidate who did not simply rely on bombarding the airwave with a smear attack on his opponent. He went to foreign government to help him out. He tried to do that with Joe Biden as well. And we don't know if that's not still in the world. So there is absolutely nothing new here. And when I wrote the article, I took all that into consideration. But here's what I took into consideration even, even more, uh, more so. The Trump publican, those who cannot think, those who cannot reason, those who claim to love the country, but in a sense, they don't. Those who claim to be patriot, but in a sense, are not. I took all that into consideration because I do not rely on people who simply claim to be something and are not. And I have seen that play out in front of me that all those individuals, they just love the label, but they're not any of the thing that they claim to be. So when I wrote the article, I did not rely on Republican turning against Trump. Yes, it would be nice if they realized that how much how big of a mistake that they made. But again, I did not rely on that. What you currently looking at is a subset of what happened in 2016. Donald Trump won 2016 with 304 electoral college vote. Hillary lost with 227 electoral college votes. The difference between those two is 77. So in a, in a sense, Donald Trump won by 77 electoral college votes. I don't know how much you remember 2016. I don't know how much you remember about Hillary Clinton, but I can tell you a story. The Clintons are the most hatred politician in the United States of America. Not because of something they did, although they have been accused of a lot of things, but because the Republicans' smear machine is so good at deception that they manage to make certain that Clinton's, the name Clinton, has been smeared forever. And I said that not because of my personal connection with the Clinton, but because of the following. The Clinton has been, have been the most investigated politician in America. And I mean the most 
investigated politician in America. Now, I'm not going to go through that today because obviously my time is up. But I want you to keep that picture in your mind because on Monday, when we come back to make our final determination as to who Joe Biden will pick as his running mate, we will also detail, provide you the detail of what you're currently looking at on the screen. And we will explain to you why we publish the article that we showed you earlier, that article that says, can Donald Trump win 2020? We will explain it to you in great detail and we will provide you with the opportunity to be able to see clearly how the 2020 presidential election will turn out. But there is one simple caveat, which we will also explain. deceptive lying president in history finally told the truth somehow it was more shocking than all his deceptions when you do testing to that extent you're going to find more people you're going to find more cases so i said to my people slow the testing down please slow the testing down slow down our chance to save tens of thousands of lives Slow down our understanding of where COVID is and how it's spreading. Slow down the steps to reopen the economy. Every single expert told him to test more and test faster. And now we know his response. Well, slow the testing down, please. That's why this November, more than ever, the choice is clear. It's America or Trump. million people infected more than 150,000 casualties and counting and if we believe the prediction by October 1st we will have 200,000 people who would have lost their lives to the spread of the coronavirus which we explain to you here it's not an accident it's the incompetence of the Trump administration. He's not just incompetent. He's a crook. He's a liar. He's a bigot. In fact, Donald Trump has already started the process of using racial division in order to try to win the, uh, to win the, the election. 
There is nothing Donald Trump will not do because the United States of America is not his concern. The well-being of the nation is not his concern. And that's the reason it's all the more baffling, all the more baffling that millions of people continue to enable him, continue to support an individual that has proven beyond any doubt that America is not his concern. But those people continue to tell you he is the best thing that has happened. So we know that the United States of America has a serious problem. That millions of people in the Republican Party do not have the ability to think, to reason. As such, the 2020 uh, uh, election relies exclusively on the rest of us. So do what we do best. Save the United States of America. I get up, I get down, and I'm jumping around, and the rumpus and rock is so comfortable now. Been a hell of a ride, but I'm thinking it's time to grow. So I got an apartment across from the park, put quinoa in my fridge, still I'm not feeling great. Been a hell of a ride, but I'm thinking it's time to The Fourth Branch Podcast is brought to you in collaboration with the People Branch publication, which can be found on the People Branch website, located at peoplebranch.org. That's P-E-O-P-L-E-B-R-A-N-C-H dot org. That's peoplebranch.org org website in which you will find a number of very interesting articles. My name is Mike Duchenne, MD for short. I hope you have a great afternoon or a great evening, whichever it happens to be. Hopefully you can join me again next time for another interesting episode of this podcast. That was the fourth branch live from New York. Good day.